Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the show where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We're in season four. We're getting towards the middle of the Pirkei Avos where six chapters are wonderful guiding elements and moral outlook and ethics. We started chapter three, so we're almost at the halfway point. With a wonderful commentary in season four of Rabbeinu Yonah, we're looking at chapter three, Mishnah two. Paragimel Mishnah Bet. Rabbi Chanina, Sigan HaKohanim Omer. Rabbi Chanina, the deputy Kohen Gadol says, Heavy mispala b'shlom malchus. Pray for the welfare of the government. For if not for the fear it instills, instills, not having the government, not being worried about the law and justice, if we didn't have government, God forbid, man would swallow his fellow man alive. Rabbi Chanina ben Trajon Omer, Shnaim sheyoshem ve'en b'nehem divrei Torah, Hariza Moshev Leitzim, Shnaimor ve'moshev Leitzim lo yoshev. Rabbi Chanina ben Trajon says, if two people sit together without conversing in Torah, they are gathering of mockers, as it says, and he did not sit in a gathering of mockers. Avol Shnaim sheyoshem ve'yesh b'nehem divrei Torah, Shechina sheroya b'nehem. But if two people sit and learn Torah, the divine presence rests among among them, as it says, Shenemar, as it says, Oznis Dabr Yerei Hashem Ish El Reiv Vayakshev Hashem Vayishama Vayikasev Saver Zikaron Lefanav Liyirei Hashem Lachosh Veishemo. As it says, then those who fear God spoke to one another, and God listened and heard, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear God and those who give thought to His name. I know this only about two people. This is about two people. One person who sits down and learns Torah, how do we know that God rewards him? God gives him reward. As it says, But one sit in solitude and be silent, for he has received for it. So this Mishnah teaches us that we have to have makir tov, have a karasatov, have gratitude, and be thankful for living in a society, for living in a place that has a government, that has rules, that has justice, that has law and order. Of course, there are going to be individuals that try to corrupt it, there are going to be individuals that try to take it down, that try to destroy it. But the fact that we live in a place that's supposed to be a civilized country and justice and law and order, that we should be mocked to, that we should be happy for. Think about Avraham. Back in the day, he goes, Rock in Yirat Hashem b'makom He says to Avimelech, I had to say that Sarah was my sister because I felt there was no fear of God in this place. There was no justice. There was no law and order. There was no set way of going about things that it was done in a right way. Over the times, people learn from the ideals of the Torah, for sure, comes from Judaism, from Jewishness, the idea of the sanctity of life, the idea of taking care of the orphan, the widow, taking care of the stranger, taking care of the downtrodden. The founding principles of the fathers of this country looked to the Bible, looked to the Torah to set this country, freedom, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of living in a justice of God and God we trust. That comes from the ideas of Judaism, not even Judeo-Christian. Don't talk to me, Judeo-Christian. Everything comes from Judaism. The first 
way of life, the first Jewish way of life on the entire face of the earth. Everything comes from Judaism. All the ideas of Judaism and any democratic society, any society based on government, based on truth and liberty, pursuit of happiness comes all the way back from the ideals of the Torah. So we should be happy and thankful to live in a place, but realize this is not the main makom to live in. This is not the main place to live in. Really, the place of the Torah, the place of Yerushalayim, and Eretz Yisrael is the place to live in, founded on the basis of the Torah and its principles, is really where we should live. But before we get there, hopefully we'll get there soon with Mashiach on the third base of Megdash, may speedily be on our days today. But if we don't get there yet, at least in the country that we're currently on, to have the proper Hakar Satov and pray for the welfare of the government, pray for the people who are leading us, especially when they're doing a great job, a beautiful job, especially when they're leading us and doing the ideals that Hashem wants and taking care of the Jewish people, taking care of the Jewish homeland. Pray for them to get the time that they need and that they deserve, as many years as they should be granted. Also in the in the government of Israel, if they're doing Hashem's way, doing the way that it should be with, with making a Kiddush Hashem and standing up for the ideals of, of, of Hashem. Granted, they might not be a fully religious person or the like, but if you stand up for the ideals and you do it for a good way for the Jewish people, then Hashem should also bless them to do it in the right way and we should be happy and joyous to be able to live in such a society in such a way that there is justice, hopefully, and that there is a proper way of having proper elements to guide us and to keep us safe and protected. But also remember, it's not just about the society, it's also about your own life and how you involve with others. If you're sitting with another person, you're sitting with other people, and you're just scoffing at life, you're wasting time, you're talking narishkeit, you're talking lashon hara, you're talking moti shemram, and you're just ripping at other people, what are you using your time for? You're wasting your time. You're given 120 years. How many of those years could we ever get back? How much of that time could we ever get back? Nothing. Time is never given back to us. Time is never gotten back. So make sure when you sit with a friend, you sit with someone else, you make sure to use your time wisely. Learn Torah with that other person. Talk Torah with that other person. Have the deep conversations, the meaningful conversations. After a long day, many times out of nowhere, my wife and I will have conversations that are very deep and very meaningful, thinking about the essence of life, the meaning of life. Where is life taking us? Where are we supposed to be? Where are we supposed to end up living? What are we supposed to do? What is our mark? Where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to do? And whether you're talking to your spouse or talking to a best friend, talking to a family or a friend, think about what your conversations talk about. Think where you're going. Are you just talking about Narishkai like movies and TV and songs? Is that really a relationship that based on, on true meaningfulness? Or are you reaching out, talking in Torah, talking in directions, leading each other, what you're doing in life? How are you using your time? How are you using your resources, your finances? How are you using your talents and abilities? Guide each other, talk Torah with each other. And even if you're with yourself, are you thinking about Torah? Are you thinking about mitzvahs? Are you thinking about chesed, thinking about Hashem, how you can impact the world? The Mishnah here points out to us that we must do both aspects, thinking about society at large, being thankful what it gives to us, and, and thinking about ourselves amongst studying with our friends or studying ourselves what are we doing. Let's see what Rabbi Yonah also talks about. So the deputy Kohen Gadol says, look out and pray for the welfare of the government, because if not for them, they would swallow his fellow man alive. You should pray for the welfare of the whole world and feel others' pain. This is the way of the righteous. David Amalek says, and I, when they were ill, dressed in sackcloth, I afflicted myself with fasting. Do not pray and beseech God only for your own 
needs, pray also that all humanity should live in peace. When there is peace among governments, there is peace in the world. Two people sit without conversing in Torah, it's like a gathering of mockers. Mockery can mean two different things. One is Lashon Hara, like we mentioned before, speaking ill of someone in order to embarrass him and disgrace him before others, degrading him in their eyes. This is one of the worst sins a person can commit, and it is common only among wicked people. Of this Shlom HaMelech, the wisest of all men who ever lived, said the willful, boastful man, Mocker is his name. His actions are willful sins. In other words, these two traits, willfulness and boastfulness, are part of the makeup of the mocker. The willful man who acts with malicious intent speaks ill of his fellow and degrades him before others. There could be no greater act of malice. His own hatred for his victim does not satisfy him. He wants everyone to hate him. The boastful man thinks that others have no worth. He speaks of them with contempt. These two unfortunate traits are the trademark of the mocker. You might feel that even so he's not really that bad. True, he's not careful about what he says, but at least he controls his hands and doesn't commit any actual sins. This is why the verse describes him continues his actions are willful sins. When he does act, it is with anger and cruelty because his nature as a mocker is a clear indication he is definitely wicked. Shlomo Melch would comfort those who silently endured the abuse of such people. If one is drawn to the mockers, he will mock. But if he is drawn to the humble, he will find favor. That comes from Mishlei. In other words, God will make a mockery of those who mock others, and they will lose far more from their behavior than their victims. The humble who remain silent and tolerate them without replying will be granted grace from Hashem. However, the words he did not sit in a gathering of mockers do not refer to this brand of mockers because this kind of a mocker is already included in the category of sinners or wicked from the beginning of the verse and the counsel of the wicked did not stand in the path of the sinners. This gathering of mockers is the opposite of the person described in the verse that follows. Rather, his desires for the Torah of God, the gathering of mockers refers to people who meet on a regular basis to chat about nothing, to chat about Narishkai, to chat about Hevel, nonsense. They are not learning Torah, have shaken off its yoke. They squander the precious time, free from work or other affairs on foolish get-togethers. This verse speaks about wasting time that could be used to learn Torah, which is a major theme in the chapter. But if you sit and learn Torah, the verse proves that Hashem hears and speaks and a book of remembrance is written. Those who fear Hashem give thought to his name. The simple meaning of the verse cited is a reference to the righteous. In the future, everyone will recognize their lofty level and say, how did they achieve such greatness? They'll answer that it's because they spoke about Torah to one another from the beginning and their deeds were recorded in a book of remembrance. Now they are receiving the reward for their effort. How do we know this even about one person? God gives him great reward. In other words, when this one person is sitting and thinking about Torah, God rewards these thoughts just as he rewards actual learning from a text. As it says, let one sit in solitude, be silent. He has received for it. If you silently think thoughts of Torah, it is as if you have taken on its yoke and are reading silently. Rabbi Meir Halevi has a slightly different text of Avos from where do we know that even one person who sits and expounds the Torah is considered as if he alone had kept the entire Torah from the verse, but one sit in solitude and be silent. How do we know the word and be silent? V'yi dom implies speaking from the verse after the fire. There was a still demam of small voice. That comes from Melachim. So we think about the idea that we have to be grateful 
and happy that we live in a society that we have a government and we should pray for the welfare of the government, welfare of the leaders, especially when they're doing Hashem's will, especially when they're taking care of the Jewish people, especially when they're taking care of the Jewish land. And especially when it's in a way that benefits the Jewish people and the world at large. But also remember, besides for the society, praying for the welfare of the society, remember how you use your time. When you touch base with your friends, with your family, with your spouse, with your kids, are you talking Torah? Are you talking Narashkeit? Are you talking good things? Thinking about mitzvah chesed and doing good for others? Or are you just wasting it on Hevel? When you sit, even when you sit yourself, even when you sit alone, if you think Torah, you learn Torah, you listen to Torah audio, you listen to Torah video, watch Torah video, you're involved in a Torah atmosphere and a Torah way of life in your mind, then Hashem considers it as if you are righteous and you're using your time wisely and hopefully He'll give you many more years. Admeya v'esrim shana. Join us next time as we continue in our wonderful journey in the PAL talking about the idea of three people eating at a table and talking about Torah here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.